0: Hello friends, I'm Barbara Hempel, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and vision accelerator. Welcome to Christine Smith's From Pretty Good to Radiant Joy podcast. With practical and inspiring ideas about the healing, love, and power of God, Christine and her guests encourage you to enjoy the radiant, joyful life God created you to live. Christine is a trained spiritual director with a heart for unity. She's an author focused on Holy Spirit's role in women's lives, especially women over 50. Let's welcome my sister in Christ and yours, Christine Smith. Welcome everybody. I'm Christine Smith, and my guest today is Anne Cueva. We're going to be talking about transitioning from pieces of paper to peace of mind, a journey that everyone should embark upon.
1: Welcome, Anne. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. It's a
0: delight to have you. I'd like to start with just giving people a little bit of an idea of who they're going to be hearing from. So Anne is a certified productive environment specialist and a life organizing coach, and she has been doing that for nearly 30 years at She started her business in 1994 and discovered that the thing people struggled with the most was paperwork. So that is her niche. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. She's also certified as a before I go solutions facilitator. Tell us a little bit about that, please.
1: Yes, I um, got into that because, like you said, I work with people with their paperwork and how I got into that and discovered how that, you know, the area of paperwork, what became so interesting to me was I was at a client's house and we were it had just finished up her kitchen and we were standing on the kitchen counter and putting, um, you know, decorating the top pot shelves and everything. And so all at once she said, oh my goodness, what time is it? And I said, well, it's 4.15. And she said, I've got to go. So she jumped down off the counter and I said, well, what, you know, do I need to go with you? What's happening? I didn't know she was moving so fast. And she said, if I don't pay my power bill by 4.30, they're gonna shut it off today. And I said, oh, I said, okay, we'll go, you know. And so the way my mind works is, how can I not have to let this woman go through this again? So that with seeing all the piles of paper that, you know, paperwork seems to be the number one challenged area that people have. And so I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to really focus on paperwork and find ways to stop this. And um, so when I, when she got back, we sat down and we talked and everything. And because and, uh, the next room we were going to do in her house were the bedrooms. I said, we're going to stop and we're going to do paperwork. And she said, well, I obviously need it. So that's what we did. And from then on, anyone that would uh, call to work with me, I told them we were going to do the paperwork first, because that I believe that's the foundation of setting a good organizational system in place that you can actually use. So, because you don't have to lay in bed anymore going, where is that piece of paper? Did I RSVP to that party or, you know, how the things that we do with paperwork. And um, so I just really enjoy it because paperwork is um, emotional. It usually has to do with finances. We, that's how we make our piles. People will sort and they think they've organized but all they've done is sort and then they just put it over back in one pile so we have to make decisions on our papers and find a simple system of where to put them so we can find them again so i really
0: think sorry i i can really relate to that issue of putting things off and then having to suffer the consequences because we didn't take the time to prepare when we had the opportunity to prepare. And I, I recently have really embraced the intention of being much better at that because I'm I'm going to be going on a cruise and I called today to see if I could make some spa appointments for the cruise. And yes. she said, Well, yes, you had to do that so many days before the sailing date. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well how many days and she said well you had to do it you know on such and such a date and I said oh that's too bad I was going to do that yesterday and she said well you couldn't have done it on the weekend anyway you know oh and it, it, it's silly I've had the paperwork about this cruise for so long and it's in there that you know there was a deadline and that's only one example I, I've done it with many things
1: Oh, sure, Um, yes. I also
0: have bought your book and I haven't finished going through it, but we're gonna talk about that
1: more. Exactly, right? (laughs) You you had asked me about that, how I got involved with the Before I Go Solutions that to become a facilitator. And that came about with, um, in 2003, my 17 year old son, David, passed away suddenly. Uh, I was over in Orlando with my mother and my sister, celebrating my sister's birthday. And I got a call from my husband saying, You need to come home. Something's happened to David. And I was like, David? I said, He's only 17. How could something have happened to a healthy young 17 year old? But so it was about a two hour drive from Orlando back to the uh, Tampa Bay area where I live. And, you know, it was so funny because God always takes care of us, even in the bad times. And I remember driving back from um, Orlando that night and something just, it, it just, came over me. My mother and my sister are both nurses. And so there was it was a Saturday night about eleven thirty at night. And my mother was in the backseat just praying. And it was just all at once I had a just a peace, an absolute peace that came over me. And I said to my mom, I said, you know what? I said, he's gone. And she said, oh don't say that. She said, he's probably in surgery. We don't know. It's Saturday night in the ER and things are busy. And I said, we haven't heard from anyone yet. And I said, I'm telling you, he's gone. And so, you know, I'll never obviously forget that feeling. And of course, I had hopes that he would still be alive, but he wasn't. Um, When we got there, it was, you know, and it was funny because, again, I, I love these things, how God works. Just the week before I had been to that hospital for a mammogram. And when I was walking out of the room for the mammogram, one of the women asked me, she goes, oh, I just want to ask you, where did you park? Did you park out in front of the hospital or on the side? I said, no, I parked on the, in the front of the hospital. She goes, well, guess what? If you go out these side doors here, out the ER, you will be right in the parking lot. And I said, oh, that's great, thanks. Because it was a large hospital. I didn't have to go walk back through. And so here it was, you know, a week later, And we pulled up to the hospital and my sister says, where do I park? And I remember I said, oh, park right over there. I can go in those doors. Well, the doors, this was to the side of the ER, they were locked. So I knocked on the door and the nurse came over and I said, I'm here for my son, my mother and sister. We just got here. And the nurse hollered, doctor, the mother's here. And so she came over and unlocked the door and then we walked in and then, you know, we got to be taken with David. Well, meanwhile, my whole family was up at the front waiting for us to get there. Right. And so I look back on that now and I think God was so good to me in that moment that I I didn't even think about going to the front of the, the main emergency room door. And I would have been hit with all those people not you know, loved and held and everything to to talk about everything. But I got to go in that back door and talk to David. I mean, talk to the doctor and then go spend time with David by myself and with my mom and my sister before everyone came in. So I I just, even though the tragedy of it all, as a matter of fact, to this day, we do not have any cause of death on David. He just, they know it was heart related. So we donated his heart to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and he's in a study. So someday we'll know, but my faith is so strong that I know where he is. And that really gets me through a lot of days. And um you know, we have a loving God. And even if we don't know for sure, if our loved one is saved, I think God has us. He has our children. And I think that that, um, I hope that that will bring some comfort. I know it has to me through the years. So Mm -hmm. say all that to um, that there was a woman that I would get her emails. Her name is Jane Duncan Rogers, and she lives over in Scotland. And I got her emails because after David, past, I just wanted to know everything I could about heaven. So I studied and looked up everything and, um, which, oh, what a beautiful place we have to go. And so anyway, I, I love the way this woman wrote. So here it is 20 years later, and I see she's offering a course because her husband, uh, became ill and they had to have the talk about what are we going to do? And of course, no one wants to have the talk. So she and her husband finally had to talk about what she wanted, what she wanted to do. And she said the peace that they felt was was just wonderful for him and for her. So I took her course. I thought I want to with my book. I thought I need to be able to talk about death to people because we don't talk about it here. And it's something that's going to happen. And uh it just the, the pardon me? It is inevitable. Yeah, it it is. It is. I always tell people, if you're not going to die, you don't need my services. (laughs) (laughs) This is for the, and it's not mainly just for if you die. It's also, if you're in a a situation, you say you're in a coma or a car accident and you can't speak, this book speaks for you. And as an organizer, uh, let me take you back to the the night in the ER, just for a minute. They had rolled David's body out and he was on the, the gurney and the woman here, his body is right in front of me, and she hands me this packet and says, "Okay, tomorrow you're going to start. You're going to need to uh, plan his funeral." Mm-hmm. And at that moment, everything just stopped. It was like in the movies. I could see her mouth moving, but I couldn't hear what she was saying. And that moment stands out to me as such a just horrible moment. So now I have the vision of now I have a book that people can get all that information because it's, you don't know what you don't know until you're in that situation. And they ask you those questions. And they're
0: asking you at a time when you're in your worst state possible, where if you do it ahead of time, you can do it with a clear head and without all that emotion involved. Right.
1: That's exactly right. It is. It's just so, because my definition of being organized is being in control of what you can control and this is definitely something that you can control. And a lot of people they, again they don't want to talk about it. And before David died that was me. I, if I talked about death, someone was going to die. So I didn't want that to happen. So those people who feel that way, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. But I promise you it's it's not that way and and just and you you can take time to build up and put your stuff together. It's not the whole, it's not your entire will. It's not all that kind of stuff. It's the basic information that, like you said, when you are grieving, you don't have to think about what, like if someone said, what's your neighbor's number, I'll call your neighbor, or who do you want me to call? You can't even think at that time. So it's so wonderful to be able just to go, here we go back to that image where that woman handed me the folder saying, you're gonna have to plan his funeral tomorrow. Well, now I have something that someone can say. Here's all my information. Yeah, you know, that's just a that's a. I'm passionate about that. That people can can talk about it and feel the peace that comes with it. I think that's the best part of. Matter of fact, uh, we we kind of joke that all these years I've been doing organizing, I started with the easy things, and the people that have completed the book, they they say to me, "This feels so good. I feel like the weight of the world's been lifted off my shoulders." is there anything else you can teach me? Where else can I start? <laughs> but I've been doing this backwards all these years. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it's just a part of our life that, um, it just, again, it's a valuable resource for anyone who wants to take control of their future with purpose and grace Because you're giving your family a gift and you're giving yourself a gift where they're not left to make decisions. And, and, um,
0: so your your book, as I understand, mostly from the book and from a short conversation with you, is you you then had to go through several more lost uh, the loss of several other family members, and they were very different situations in terms of how much planning had been done or not done, and so you started collecting sort of tips for how to do this, and then put together, as I understand it, kind of a workbook that you might work with your clients, and then decided to turn it into an actually published book that anybody in the world
1: could could use. Is that kind of how it happened? And That's exactly, yes. Well, in 2014, my mother passed away of cancer, and three months later, my mother-in-law fell and hit her head and went to a coma and died. So that was a lot of grieving going on at that time. And my mother had taken, we knew it was coming, obviously. So we got everything ready. And, and my mother-in-law always told us that she had a will and it was all taken care of. And it was over in the drawer in the living room. And so one thing I want to stress to anyone who's listening to this is, if you have someone that says that, because we all look back now and go, why did we not do this? None of us. We believed her. We never went over and looked in the drawer. Well, sure enough, when she did pass, we go, oh, let's go to the drawer and get her will. Well, it wasn't there, and that's when the chaos ensued. It was just we we couldn't find a will. We didn't have passwords. We didn't. It was just a mess. And finally, we found a um, an attorney. We, we we thought, well, surely it's in the safe deposit box. Well, my husband's name was on my mother's checking account, I mean, my mother-in-law's checking account, but it was not on the safe deposit box. So we couldn't get in the safe deposit box to see if her will was in there. So then we had to bring in an attorney. And then we found out in our county, the attorney could look in the safe deposit box, but not tell us what was in there. So we had to hire an attorney, which again, those those things don't even make sense when we're not grieving. But when you're grieving and you hear that, it's twice as bad. So oh,
0: that is bad. who could have imagined that?
1: Oh, yes, we had to hire another attorney. Um, we ended up spending almost $8,000 total and just getting answers to things because the other attorney from another county could go in there and tell us if it was in there, but not tell us the rest of the contents that were in there. It was just so that's when I thought, you know what, this is something we can be in control of. So and then as my my clients that I had, is a, they would have family members die. I just started gathering information that people would ask for in these times. And one woman, her husband was in a car accident. She called me, we went to the hospital and I couldn't write fast enough what the doctors wanted the information there. So about six years I took to just compile this information together to, to make it simple and, um, and make it doable, it's easy to do and to, uh, it, and as you go along, it just, you feel so good about it. And, uh, but I found that people would get the book and then it would sit. Yeah. So I thought, you know, which it's not a fun book you want to go do right away when you get home. But um, so I cre- I thought I can't let that happen. So I created workshops that they start uh, the first Monday of every month, the first four Mondays from seven to eight on Zoom. And we go through and we uh, I assign homework. I provide motivation. We have a great little group that gets together and you you just kind of help each other because it's much more fun to do something that you don't want to do when you have a buddy with you. So.
0: Would you say what is the website where they can find information about those workshops?
1: Absolutely. It can be found at uh, timeisthekey.com. That's timeisthekey.com. And I came up with that because everything we do involves time. It's the common denominator of everything we do. So uh, it's timeisthekey.com. And they can look under, um, you'll see it on there about the grief without chaos. It's in there.
0: And that we haven't actually said the name of the of the book. It is "Grief Without Chaos: Organization for Emergencies and Death." Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love your um, one of your quotes on a on the book. It says, "We never know when an emergency will arise. Be prepared. It doesn't take long if you have the correct tools. Where there's a will, there's a way." Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> this is your way to your will to get that get that completed
0: (laughs) so what kind of information um do you talk about organizing or write about organizing
1: or (laughs) yes um the the main thing that people struggle with in in these situations are passwords so there's a page in there for passwords there's a page for uh, getting all your banking information because a lot of us do everything online right now and so how if we can't have access to it, it's just, I mean, when COVID hit, it opened up a whole new field of, you know, that people couldn't get to people's information. And even on Facebook and our social medias, they have now added a legacy that people, you can go in there and say, if uh, if something should happen to me, this person has the right to go in and shut my account down. Because that's why some of you will see, you know, a friend may have passed and you say, hey, it's Mary's birthday and Mary's been gone for two years. Well, that's because no one can get in. They don't have the legal rights to go in and close that down. So it's such an important thing um, to take care of. And, and again, it's you you gather your neighbor's information, the relatives that you would like to have um, contacted or friends. Um, if, if you have an animal, what if you live alone and you have an animal who's going to take care of your animal? Mm -hmm. Where where does your animal go to the vet? I mean, it's just, it's all the things that people are going to start asking you when these things happen and don't do that. Don't do it when you're grieving because they're upset because it's, it just makes it a lot simpler. So that was my goal for the, every year I do something different in my business. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be it because through that course that I took on the before I go solutions and became a facilitator. It's really amazing over in Europe, they have a week dedicated for people to take care of this information.
0: But they and have a I week dedicated? Wait a minute. They week. have a week dedicated. Yes.
1: Women? And it was created by their hospice over there, but everyone talks about it. They all know, oh, are you doing this? Because that, that course that I took was it was there were 18 people in that course. And we were from all over different parts of the world. So it was just fascinating to me to see how people handle death and emergencies. So that's um, amazing, isn't it? So I thought, okay, that's, that's my mission, God. I want to get America where we can, and they do have days that you can do this, but I thought I need to get out there and start telling people, first of all, don't be afraid to talk about it. Second, be prepared. You're going to feel so good. It's just a, um, like a, a, it's a gift you give yourself because we all know we need to do this, but we don't do it. So hopefully this book, like I said, it's, it's just the simple things because I've been helping people for years. I see all the organizing books and all the how to be a better person books on the shelves in their homes and offices. And I'll say, oh, what do you think of this book? Oh, I was so overwhelmed. There was so much to do, I didn't even finish it. So I learned a long time ago, keep it simple. <laughs>
0: In fact, uh, don't you also appear on uh, some TV and radio programs with tips to simplify living in general?
1: I do. Yes, it's on winwinwomen.tv. And it's the only global women's network that's around. And it helps people all around the world. And um, it's a show I have called Prep Talk, uh, custom organizing. And it's on Mondays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Um And so I just, I've started that because I wanted to use that as my platform to reach people around the world about to get to, to do this part of organizing. And like I said, the comments that I've had back are, what else can I do? Because it feels so good. And being organized is just such a, it doesn't mean you're perfect. I learned that a long time ago when I first started my business, it was, I tried to be perfect, tried to have everything ready. I was exhausted by the third day and I thought I'm not doing this. So as you start a journey on trying to become better organized, even if it's just one small thing, um, don't look for perfection. We're all different and God made us different for a reason. So I think that uh, always start with prayer and then start with the number one thing that's driving you crazy. It can be little or it can be big. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you'll start seeing changes in your life.
0: That's an interesting one, because the number one thing that drives us crazy, often the reason it does is that's the number one thing we've been procrastinating.
1: Absolutely. And
0: procrastinating, of course, is not of God. Procrastinating is an unclean uh,
1: spirit influence. Absolutely. And God is a God of order. Absolutely. You know, he loves this when, uh, for me, sometimes I don't ever judge, like people say, oh, I don't want you to come over. And they have such shame. I tell them, stop. I said, you know what? This is, we're not here to judge. We're here to fix. Like, I don't care what I see when I get to someone's office. I'm there to help them. And I tell them it's what, it's what I see after. And that we have brought this, the peace back into your life. Because a lot of people will say to me, you're always so calm and does anything ever upset you? Well, of course it does. And, but another thing I want to share with you will be a great takeaway is that after David died, he went so early and who he did not know that 1130 that night was going to be his last day. And that's like all of us. We don't know when that's going to be. So we took, I, as a matter of fact, you know, three months after I was just had no energy and it was just horrible. And I remember thinking, The world's still moving and going along and everything's happening. So I thought, Lord, don't give me back my worry energy. You keep that and let me keep trusting you. And things just worked out. And so I think we call it David's gift. When I hear something that bothers me or kind of, you know, gets me going, I think, wait a minute, if this is my last day, do I really want to be worrying about something that might not even happen a week from now? And like that, it's 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 just really turned me around. So my whole family, we, we just call it David's gift. When someone has a problem, we go, okay, what, what can we do about it now? And it just kind of opens that door to peace. And it brings you back to the present where you're just focusing on what's going on today. And um, again, then we can hear from God that way. When we have all that chaos in our head, that's just the enemy taking away our peace. So just, I mean, if you can, I mean, it'll stop you if you ask yourself, okay, if I, in fact, I used to always say, if I die at six thirty tonight, what's going to happen? My husband said, you know, would you change the time? You keep saying six thirty because I'm starting to get a little nervous around six thirty. I said, no, that was just a time that I picked. So, um, but it, it really makes a difference, and I just. There's a joke that people say that organized people we're really just lazy. We just like simple systems set up so we don't have to do as much work. <laughs> so well, that's a
0: good idea. I think that's a great idea. I, I'm uh, I'm thinking about the letter P. We've been talking about the paper. We've been talking about preparation. We've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about <laughs> peace. We've been talking about presence uh, and present moment. Absolutely. It all kind of comes together. I don't know. That just hit me as uh, what we're providing for when we're doing this. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, well, uh, I don't know if there's any one other tidbit you want to share, or I think we've covered a lot. And
1: um, I think I just think that. If someone is wanting to change their life and and create a productive environment in their own little world, um, just to, like I said, keep it simple, have realistic goals. Um, It does take time to make your changes and it takes uh, 21 days to make a habit. So, and, and if you get, if you do something for a week and then you fall back, it's okay. Just start over. It's all right. That's one thing I find is, like I said, the shame that comes with that. I don't want people to feel shameful. That's the way God made you. And I have found too that a lot of my clients that I've worked with who are just, they don't care. They're usually very creative people. They're very fun and they don't let all this perfection and let me get everything just right, bother them. So I think there's a gift in that as well. That
0: sounds good. I'm going to take that to heart and I hope everybody else will too. Uh, And I thank you so very much for what you shared with us and for the inspiration. And I look forward to being in one of those, uh, the weekly group that gets together because I started, I did pick it up and come right home and start it. But I got to the first thing where I was going to have to go searching for that piece of paper. Um, oh, well, I'll resume when I found that piece of paper. <laughs> I haven't found it yet.
1: And, but, and yes, exactly. And that's yeah. what we do. We we yeah. give homework assignments and it makes you, you're accountable by the next week. Did you find that piece of paper? And that's that makes you go find that paper. <laughs> yeah. And I, if you I can't, would've... then you'll, you'll get a new one or find where you can find one.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that goal of peace of mind for ourselves and for others, and then also to have that done means yeah. you're freer to do everything else you want to do in your life. That's and there's exactly. so many things that God has for us that he calls us to and that bring bring us joy, help us radiate joy into the world that it would be great. I can't wait to have it done. Oh, good. We think we have I... a lot of... Um, the documents are done. You know, we went to a lawyer and had a, all the documents prepared, but I, my yes. kids don't necessarily know where everything is. So. Right,
1: right. Yeah. And that's most most cases. So I'm on my mission. And like I said, I did all this, this book and everything on a big leap of faith. And it's just so wonderful to see the doors that God has opened up and um, letting me be able to share. So I hope I can touch as many people as I can. So thank you for having me on today to reach other people.
0: Thank you. We pray for them all, and we pray in thanksgiving for you, Anne. It's been a
2: pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
2: Please visit the website, From Pretty Good to Radiant Joy, podcast host Christine Smith at RadiantJoy.us. Christine activates, illuminates, and facilitates deep healing and transformation for women over 50 who feel a profound longing in their spiritual lives, guiding them to discover the missing piece and embark on a transformative journey that brings them to greater intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessedly, that transformation flows into all other aspects of their lives. We appreciate likes and encourage you to subscribe to this monthly podcast from Pretty Good to Radiant Joy, which is released every first Thursday. Please also share favorite episodes and comment below. You're enthusiastically invited to subscribe to our monthly newsletter, which you can sign up for at www.radiantjoy.us. Thank you, and may God bless you to radiate abundant joy.